Hey all, thank you for tuning into Women Birders Happy Hour. My name is Hannah. I'm a birder, a woman, and someone that enjoys a good drink after a long day of birding. Women have been integral to birding since it started, but we haven't always been recognized for the contributions and impact we have. Men have dominated the guiding scene, festival circuit, leadership positions, and publications. And according to a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service 2011 report, in the U.S., there were over 47 million birders. The majority of these birders are college-educated, they are white, they are women, and mostly are over the age of 55. And if you put all these factors together, we create the typical birder, a white, college-educated woman over the age of 55. And that's a demographic that I often see out birding, but I don't as frequently see as a speaker, a guide, or a sole publisher. Additionally, the voices of all women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus birders are not well represented in the birding voices we hear from. So I created this show to bring in more voices. Not to say that some of the regular festival keynotes aren't great, but there is room for others. And on the show, I'm asking everyday women from all walks of life to join me to discuss their experiences, their resources, and advice that they have for others. And I want you to remember that just because you may not have experienced some of these things, like sexism or gatekeeping, doesn't mean that they aren't real issues that others face. And because some of these conversations are best had over a cocktail or a mocktail, I also create a unique cocktail for each guest in case you want to mix yourself a drink and join us for this chat. I don't know how Isis has the energy. She is not only a guide and owns her own company, but she also works hard throughout Honduras to encourage others to pick up birding, connect visitors with locals to learn about their community and culture, and even put on festivals. She's a driving force for tourism in birding throughout Honduras and beyond. So motmots are some of my favorite birds. They are a stocky, colorful bird with a long pendulum tail. I saw my first motmots near cenotes in Mexico, and they are just such an incredible sight to see. Well, Lessons motmot can be found from southern Mexico to western Panama. Cornell's Birds of the World states that it's one of the most common and widespread motmot species in Central America. Their coloration is a mixture of greens, blues, and chestnuts on their body and tail. They have a black crown surrounded by a brilliant blue band, and then they have a deep red eye and black eye mask. These birds sit still in dense forest habitats, so they can be difficult to see and undetectable if they're not calling. They're found in many wooded habitat types, including tropical and drier and shade-grown coffee plantations. They prey on insects, small lizards, and mammals, but will also eat fruit. Motmots breed in the spring, and they nest in tunnels along banks and will lay about three to four eggs. The population appears to be stable, and the species are common in much of their range. And it appears that they can somewhat adapt to degraded parts of their habitat as long as there are trees and undergrowth. So here's what you'll need to make your lessons motmot. You'll need uh, four ounces of brewed shade-grown coffee, one and a half ounces of mezcal, half an ounce of agave nectar and whipped cream. So directions, brew that coffee, stir in the mezcal and agave nectar, and then top with whipped cream. And there's so many ways in which one could interpret this bird into a cocktail. But I went with this because of their habitat. On my other podcast, Hannah and Eric Go Birding, uh, we'll be putting on an episode soon about shade-grown coffee. And after learning about it, it just really instilled a deeper consciousness of what I'm buying and how that impacts the world. So shade-grown coffee, 
provides habitat for Lessons Mott Mott, and so I'm going to start buying that, which I should have been buying all along. Mezcal has a long history in Mexico and agave for a little sweetness and that whipped cream on top. So you can have one of these cocktails in the morning before going out and looking for a mot mot or in the evening to celebrate seeing one. But please join me in learning more about ECs. Well, I have ECs with me from Honduras. Would you please tell everyone who you are? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Well, let me uh, tell you a bit, a bit of me. Um, my name is Isis Castro. I'm a proud Honduran that love his uh, my country. I am from San Pedro Sula, that city that supports the economy of Honduras, the capital of the industrial. You know, I have a bachelor degree in tourism. Now I have more or less than twenty years experience working in tourism in all different stages, from planning a destination or product, development that product or destination, training the person involved in all this uh, stage, marketing also, and now my actual uh, work is to be guiding through the country. So uh, after this, I all uh, I have a, a platform that called choosehonduras.com that promote experiences through Honduras, doing a, a different type of activities, adventure, nature, cultural tours, community-based tourism, and of course, birding tours, uh, and all those following the philosophy of the sustainable sustainable tourism. Well, awesome. Um, I'm so glad that, you know, you're out there working in all of that tourism. Um, I know Honduras is just such a rich country of a lot of stuff to go see and do, which I'm sure we'll get into. But can you tell us first how you got started with birding? Yeah, well, it's a nice story. I start uh, taking pictures. Well, there is two people that uh, immerse me in the birding experience. One of these uh, was a man that invited me to a bird trip in a beautiful place called Lacha Bonito here in the Conorcos of Honduras. So uh, I like the experience, but I still done done uh, in the birding. Uh, another person was a roommate that she invited me to the Juhon Lake, located near the center of the country. Meanwhile, they were walking. I just like to take pictures of nature in general, you know. But in this particular trip, I remember the exact place I took a picture of an amazing bird. The actual name of, of that bird is the Lessons Matmat. Uh, that fella makes me uh, ask more for the birds to my roommate. So here I am. <laughs> I love mamas. They're just such a cool bird. So when you go out birding, what does a day of birding look like for you? Oh, wow. Well, my perfect day starts with a cup of coffee from El Café La Bella, which is a coffee produced by a woman also. Uh, two women, one woman is in the uh, producing and the other one is in the shop. So uh, uh, it's in the origin of Copan region, I mean. Uh, sorry for the commercial, but we have a great coffee here in Honduras, so you should try. <laughs> then after take the cup of coffee, I go birding. And I, I don't like to just go uh, birding as uh, counting birds, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't care if... 
I see just 30 or 40 in one morning. I just love to enjoy them watching their behavior, movement, and all those things that they do, singing, like uh, falling in love with the other couple, you know, all those things. Then after birding, uh, welcome being the late afternoon or something like that, finishing with a grill, gather with friends and some salvavida or perial, which are the beers of my, uh, two beers of the country. So that is like a perfect day, you know? Uh, so you should come and bird with me. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. The only birding we've done was in on Roatan and mm -hmm. we just really didn't see a whole lot because, you know, we weren't on a birding tour. So yeah. we'll have to get out and do that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you, who or what do you feel has been most influential in your birding? Oh, wow. This is a good question. Uh, I have a, like an old brother. He's not my, my brother in, uh, from blood, but it's like my brother. His name is Giovanni Peraza. He's a guide in Copan Ruinas. He's an expert in Mayan history, but also he's a birder. So the first time I went with him, after those experiences that I mentioned before. So uh, Giovanni was involved in all of this and I went to uh, birding with the, with him. And I love the way he does the birding. Uh, we enjoy them uh, and he knows a lot of histories and are interesting facts and things. And look me, look how they move the, the wind, you know, or look how they doing this. And that's the way I love to do bird watching. Well, that's awesome. So um, what has been your experience as a woman birder? Okay. I could say that at the beginning, a bit hard because I was surrounded, I can say, uh, like a toxic way to bird watching. <laughs> you know, there is a, like a, a weird competition. Who's the best of the birders? Who took the best picture? Who saw the first bird or... Who wins that discussion? Which is the bird? Uh, no, no, no. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, for me, that is not burden. For me, that is a competition. To me, go and watch bird is a way to relax, to get a peace of mind, to enjoy nature, company. I don't like to go birding by myself. Uh, I prefer to go one or two uh, or a group, a small group, because when there is a big group, you don't see the bird. You just go and walk and and talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so and now I guess because of the way I am, the birding for me is not difficult. Uh, I'm not a target uh, bird, uh, bird guide. I love to work with people that are enthusiastic and casual birders because I can teach a bit the way I, I like to do the birding. I have my own company with my own car with four wheel drive car. So to take two or four people with me, uh, bilingual working sustainable tourism in many years now guiding and birding also. So I get paid for this. I'm blessed. <laughs> so you, we, when we talked the other day, um, you mentioned how much, uh, of the community, your local community that you're a part of, um, with, you know, teaching folks and getting them engaged in your company and everything. Do you feel in the birding community that you found your place? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I like uh, to teach new people in the bird watching. 
Let me tell you more about an initiative that starts in 19, I mean in 19, hello, <laughs> in 2019, I mean, uh, we started uh, with uh, Educational Birding Festival uh, to Hondurans, dedicated to Hondurans to teach them. And many of the participants now, there are continu uh, continuing birding. Uh, in a couple of months, we're going to get the fourth uh, birding festivals located in uh, Copan Ruinas. We, uh, we like to do this in different uh, regions. So people go to the region, know the region, know the bird, know how to bird watching. And we do many, uh, we do talks uh, with a specific themes of uh, birding, uh, how to do birding or a specific things about the local birding and all those type of things. So the event is really amazing. Uh, as, I, as, as I said, uh, more or more people, more Hondurans and more people are getting to birding now, uh, not just because of my uh, event. I mean, I, I like to say that I'm helping to gain more birders in the country. Well, that's awesome. So that kind of leads into my next question. Um, what can other birders do to be more supportive of beginners? Yeah, well, maybe there are uh, many ways to do it, but I have three ways. I can, I can tell three. First, uh, supporting organization as uh, Aves Honduras which uh, uh, I am the vice president <laughs> of this organization that gathers uh, uh, birders from all the country. Uh, we can, uh, here we can provide webinars and other type of activities to help beginners to improve their skills. The second one is that providing binoculars to those who are uh, in the beginning because many of these persons are uh, don't have, and in the country we don't have enough places to buy it or the places that we have are very expensive uh, and they can afford it. Um, the other one is uh, a sponsorship event as mine uh, because they're educational so, and they help. And you can say like, uh, okay, I can support your your event, but I would like to have uh, many participants uh, and an amount of participants, local people or women, or you can put your... Um, uh how can i say this the, you can put your your specifications uh to support in this type of event yeah those are some great options for for folks that want to help out so you mentioned your mot mot but do you have another memorable bird or birding experience you want to share yeah besides the mot mot um i can tell that Every time I go birding for me is a memorable walk, a memorable birding experience because every time is different. Maybe I can go at the same place at the same time and the bird, uh, they have wings. So it, it can appear any bird that you, uh, uh, and because of the way I, I like to watch a bird, for me, every time is special. So uh, the color of the eye, the color of the tail, the color, the, the movement, the way I was mentioned. So that's why I can say that every time I go birding, for me, it's in a big experience. So um, you live in a place that has incredible birds. What's one place that you think that every birder should try to go? 
well, uh, talking of Honduras, um, I can tell many places, but the top three for me, because I'm living in the North Coast and I, I, and I love this uh, uh, place. Um, first, the Lancetia Botanical Garden. It's easy to go, uh, very close to the road, and any car can go, uh, any person, and we have more than uh, 300 uh, species over there. We got low in the low and the upper part also. Uh, we can go to the uh, Johoa Lake region, the complete region. It's rich, 500 species recorded in that area. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. And this corridor from Pico Bonito and Cuerizolado, this uh, national park connects uh, in, by the rivers. So this corridor is amazing. Uh, you have to come here. You have to come and choose Honduras, you know, to bird watching. So what changes would you like to see in the birding community? Oh, well, stop counting, please. More watching. <laughs> Enjoy the birds, uh, helping each other to understand the field marks. Uh, um, I don't know, like those that uh, those things, you know. Um, I would like to see more women's involved in, 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 in uh, like guiding. More women's, uh, even that the... One thing I didn't mention that in the festival, the 60% of the participants are women's. Wow. But yeah, yeah, the 60% and people that have more than 40 years. So that is good. Those people can pay for, go to a, uh, do a bird watching tour, you know? But the thing is that sometimes uh, uh, maybe because our way that uh, our father taught us, uh, don't go alone. I, I understand for safety things in any place, not just in my country, any place, you know. But the thing is that uh, I would like to see more women's. I would like to see more young people uh, doing bird watching uh, in my country. That is my like uh, my vision, you know. And that's mm -hmm. why the festivals are coming because we help those. Uh, young and women to gather and know the good thing about birding. That's amazing. So um, if, you know, I come to Honduras and go on a tour, will I meet a lot of women guides? No, uh, there's not a lot of women in the birding. They're more in nature, but in, in as in the botanical garden, for mm -hmm. example, there are like uh, more than five women uh, over there uh, in just one man, which is the only place, I guess, uh, there's just women's or more women's. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we have uh, local uh, persons in the western part, uh, one or two, but uh, like a national bird guide, uh, I can say... I, I'm afraid to say that I am the only one with a company with uh, like all the stuff to do running a, a big uh, tour, mm -hmm. but we have uh, locals uh, guiding. Yeah. But small part, very few numbers of women in Copan, Copan Ruinas in the archaeological park. Yeah. We have women's uh, uh, working on that, but it's not burning are okay. just local, you know? Yes. Okay. So what do you think has been the most valuable thing you've learned from birding? Wow, the most valuable thing. Well, uh, as I mentioned before, birding, doing birding taught me to be patient. 
to be curious to details, to hear more of uh, what is happening in, in nature, to appreciate the nature, to appreciate the efforts of local people as Lionel in El Cedral in a, in a national park that calls uh, uh, Panamosab, that he buy a piece of land to reforest the area because uh, there is a region that uh, the resplendent quetzals uh, is part of it. So he does a lot. So I appreciate those type of things and I liked to have and uh, to help those type of person because they're doing it more than others. So that is what birding does me. Well, that's awesome. So if uh, someone wants to come down and go birding with you in Honduras, what's a good time of year to go? Great. November to, um, I can say April because we have the uh, migration, but anytime in Honduras, we have more than 500 resident birds. So, you know, you can see in one morning, 40, 50 uh, birds <laughs> in a really calm walk or boat ride uh, in the Corizalado mangrove areas, or we can go to Pico Bonito, we can go to the cloud forest in other part of the country. Uh, we have many places that in, in um, like a week or two weeks, you can have more than uh, 300 uh, species. Wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me to talk about uh, your birding and what it's like to be a woman birder in Honduras. If folks want to find out more about you and the cool things that you do, how would they do that? Yes, uh, you can find me at uh, choosehonduras.com. That is my website. And uh, we've got on Facebook the same name. We got on Twitter. We got on uh, even in Instagram. Uh, everything is connected to our website. You can uh, WhatsApp me. Uh, <laughs> you can email me. You can uh, search me in Facebook as Isis Castro. Uh, and we can have a chat and everything and prepare your itinerary to come into Honduras. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, taking me to this podcast. So thank you so much, ECs, for joining me for this podcast. I just really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about you. I definitely want to get down to Honduras now. I'm excited to hear that there's really no bad time to go. Um, and thank you all for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something. You can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music, and anywhere else you listen to me. If you'd like to connect with me on the socials, you can follow me at Hannah Gosberg on Instagram. My Twitter is at WomenBirdersHH, or you can email me at WomenBirders gmail.com. I also have resources and information on gobirdingpodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed this chat and I look forward to seeing you at the next happy hour.